25 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our Tech Conversations here tonight on Metro FM Talk. And uh, we continue with our discussion on the telecom matter. Uh, and uh, joined tonight by the General Secretary uh, of the Communication Workers Union uh, to talk about uh, yeah this move here. Uh, telecom having announced yesterday Section 189A um, uh, process uh, to, uh, I guess, restructure their operations in light of what they are saying is a technological shift that will require certain resources and so on. And uh, we did cover it to some degree yesterday, and I'm joined on the line tonight to look at this by the uh, General Secretary of uh, the Communication Workers Union, Aubrey Shabalala. Nopala, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, Ayabonga, and uh, good evening to Metro FM listeners. Thank you very much for taking time out to join us. And uh, as I said, I mean, just now in the introduction, the explanations for this restructuring exercise coming as it did on the same day where Telcom gave a trading update to the market. Uh, quite interesting because they are saying they are at a uh, crossroads in the business where some of the legacy parts of their business no longer contribute as much revenue and they now need to rejig what's happening at that level. What do you make of that? Um, and uh, I guess the outcome that might arise, uh, nearly 15% of the entire workforce uh, having to be laid off or reprioritized or, you know, I guess, uh, given voluntary severance packages? In simple definitions, it's a failed management. Um, you can't explain it better than that. For Since 2014, the explanation is the same. Mm. Every two years, there's a retrenchment at Telcom. There was a retrenchment in 2014. The explanation was the same. The decline in revenue of voice, the competition, the the decline on the um, a number of other areas, uh, the 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 slow moving of the transaction between copper to fiber. Same excuses. 2014, 2016, 2018, 2020, and now it's 2023. Almost 10 years. Same excuse. The only difference now, I is that they added three uh, points. One, one point is that uh, load shading, so it comes very convenient. The second point is uh, the COVID-19 lockdown regulation. The third point being the spectrum. Now let's unpack this thing. Let's deal with the, 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 the COVID-19 uh, lockdown. It's, it, it should be an opposite. The telecoms during that time made a maximum profit because most of companies depended on their telecommunication to do their businesses. So most of the uh, telecoms were actually reflecting the revenue increase. Let's talk about the spectrum. The spectrum since 2014 right up until 2020, telecom has been championing a, a discussion saying that the government must release spectrum. The spectrum is now released. They take the very same excuse now and say, because of the release of the spectrum, our competitors have now a mileage in terms of competition, and that's why our business is shrinking. So it's sharp contradictions to what they've been saying in the past eight years. Now they've been given a spectrum is something different. So. Uh, We've been arguing, and the history is on our side on this thing. We've been saying this is an artificial uh, profit made 
and everyone self-appointed uh, 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 business analysts have been arguing against us, saying Sipoma Sego is the best thing ever to happen. And but we've been warning, we said Sipoma Sego there's nothing that it does positive for the business except to create an artificial profit. What they do, they cut workforce, and after cutting workforce, they dispose some of the company's properties and selling it. And then that generates profit. The next year, what they do, they claim maximum bonuses and dividends as board members and executives. The second year, they go to the same cycling, retrench again. The other year, they claim, just look at the trend and look at all their notices. They say one thing. And so the, the simple definition of all of this is a failed management of telecom. We can conclude. And if we continue with this trajectory, uh, it means that uh, in six, seven years' time, mm. there will be no telecom. Are you not sympathetic, Nopala, to their, to, to their view, which is to say, look, you know, the stage of the telecoms business they are going into now, 5G is coming up, that's why they wanted the spectrum. Much of their money is coming from, you know, mobile revenue rather than the legacy stuff. That uh, this is the time they probably need the right firepower to be able to compete and take the business to the next level. Um, wh- what do they do with all of the, I guess, headcount that would sit in some of the legacy lines in the business that they might want to close. Uh, would you not be sympathetic to that message? No, not at all. I'm not sympathetic mm. to people who fail to plan. Um, sure. If you can't plan, you're actually planning to fail. So one thing is that, let me take you further back, is that uh, Telcom had a Vodacom, owned Vodacom as a major shareholder. Mm. It sold that to, to Vodafone. And later on, the very same telecom wanted, came up with a failed project called later. But uh, that has been defined. What they missed here was a great opportunity. When there was a phasing out of copper, it was an opportunity to roll out optic fiber. They left that opportunity unattended. Uh, some of the small uh, business um, players came into that space, Vuma mm. uh, and so on, came into that space. And that's when telecom started to lose massively its consumer uh, uh, trademark in terms of monopolizing that. It lost it. Um, it focuses on, on, on the new uh, um, uh, data space, which, again, it did not do well. So it, it was outdated and, 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 and uh, Vodacom. So if you go to all the telecoms, they will tell you that... Um, their uh, production is lying much on the infrastructure, all the telecom. For their business to be successful, they invest more in the infrastructure, mm. the network, and so forth. Sure. So telecom failed to do that. This was a massive company in Africa. Mm. Mm. It's been deteriorating, it's been shrinking. So you can't be sympathetic on people that always expect to be given. They want spectrum, they think it. I mean, at some stage, the minister during the... the the COVID-19 lockdown regulation mm. even took the white spectrum from them because it was not used. So they always uh, you know, opening hands to be given something. So this is a completely failure of management that we are facing. They, they talk very well. They talk nice English. You'll be very impressed. <laughs> but go and look at the stats. Is that when Sipoma said that took over, Telcom's net in debt was 545 million rand, right? Mm. When he left in 2022, he left Telcom with a net debt of 16 billion rand. That is failure. 
So we, we can't be sympathetic to that. By the way, the other ones that we must, I always point fingers at them because we blame them, is government. Mm. Government uh, with the PIC, they become the biggest shareholder yes, in telecom. Yeah, yeah. They cannot be innocent bystanders. They are always happy to get dividends, but they are not conscious of mm. the infrastructure that the country is losing in terms of the telecom. Uh, the country is penetrated now by multinationals. You go to Hawaii, they own the towers. You go to American uh, Tower Network, they own the towers and so forth. So this is a, it's a continuous deterioration uh, of the SOE as it were. So we must be angry about it. We must not be sympathetic to anything that they say. Mm. Uh, these are the people that basically have to be chased away. Uh, they face this money. And perhaps maybe a union can do a much better work than they've done. So, so I guess the other dynamic, and I, you know, it's interesting we're having this chat because one of the last few times I spoke to you was when we were talking about a potential deal between MTN and Telcom. And, yes. uh, you know, I mean, do you see this particular move, this internal restructuring, as a way to make sure, you know, I guess many are saying in the market that um, there's a likelihood that that deal might, you know, uh, continue uh, or might be, or talks might resume that when talks do resume, that at least insofar as their operational expenditures are concerned, that uh, they will be probably a lot lighter in that regard. Because many people were asking us even today, like, why is it that if there's a need to, you know, unlock some efficiencies or cost savings, the first port of call are the workers? Are there not other areas mm-hmm. of operational expenditure? So how, how do you see that? And do you draw co- any connection uh, between the two? Remember, we were the first to raise a flag on that, and uh, we said we find a image that both MTN and uh, and Telcom they they find themselves restructuring and reducing workers, mm. and uh, we said it's too much of the con- uh, coincidence. Uh, but you know, sometimes I, I was making this similar as a joke. I said perhaps we have to very uh, look back and say, what did Bantu Education do to our people? Because most of these CEO, African CEOs that are coming in, most of them, they had Bantu education, even though they went to, you know, Opelas uh, universities and mm. so forth. But their thinking is the same, all of them. Whenever they think of saving, uh, increasing profit or cutting costs, they cut workers, all of them. I think we must investigate that, but it may be a discussion for another day. The problem that we are sitting with, we don't have management that is uh, future-centric and they're focusing on how to improve the business in terms of broadening up the business. And that's where we have a problem, because cutting jobs is proven. I mean, Telcom was at some stage around 1996 at 69,000 workforce. Now it's below 10,000, but uh, we're still shrinking. There's no improvement. If if there was a cutting of jobs and there was an improvement of production, improvement of revenue, the data price decreasing for, pre- for people of South Africa to have much more access, we could have been having a different discussion. But look, the data price is not going anywhere. It's still there, but we had the infrastructure. Mm. So coming back to the point, what is the mandate of this SOE today? Mm. Why do you have a... a, a, a uh, PIC, which is an investment or is a, is a pension fund of workers sitting there. We have the government having shares sitting there, but the outcome of that cut, uh, company 
is against workers, is against the community of South Africa as a whole. Why are we sitting there? We might as well give it up, uh, you know, allow the, uh, the, the private sector and the few elites to benefit out of it. So it's a battle that we have to contest. Mm, mm. The other element that I'm quite interested in, I mean, in the um, statement in the sense yesterday, Telcom put out, uh, they spoke about their continuing value unlock exercise, uh, especially their towers part of their business, SwiftNet. Now, I would think that you also have workers and members of the crew who, wo- who work in that operating unit of Telcom. Well, what is your view on that, on uh, that being spun out in a similar fashion, I guess, to what we're seeing with OpenServe? Well, what's your view on that? Well, uh, it's, it's the same, like I was saying, the same argument that they made in 2014. Mm. Uh, I'll bring the similarities to it. Uh, there was this thing called the uh, uh, future, I just forgot the term, but it was talking about uh, making uh, um, workers to have an opportunity uh, to expand in that space uh, mm. where they, they will have uh, business, they will basically assist the uh, telecom in the in the in the face hey, no pala Ah, we seem to have lost uh, uh there. Let's try and re establish our connection with Opri Shabalala on a better line. Yeah, we're trying to re establish our connection there with uh, the uh, General Secretary of the Communication Workers Union, Opri Shabalala, and uh, we're talking about the latest coming out of Telcom and uh, Telcom saying as a part of a uh, internal restructuring exercise, they are set to let go of about 15% of those in their employment. Uh, Nopala, we seem to have lost you there just for a second. You were still talking, yes. I guess, and responding to uh, the question around SwiftNet. Yes, yeah. I think I've remembered the, 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 the term they used. It was called the, the, the future makers. Uh, oh, yes, where, I remember where, that. Yeah, some venture yeah. capital thing they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, which which fell flat because the idea was not about that, but was a smokescreen to basically cut jobs as if there's something that they are doing good for workers and the society of South Africa generally. But they basically fell flat. So we, we can't be buying in in these things that of chopping down the SOEs and, and really um, uh, uh, bringing them into a shrinkage to a point that they won't exist in the next 10 years. So I, I think we need to be very, very careful about this uh, capitalist approach on this issue. Mm-hmm. And and maybe just as we wrap up, uh, Nopala, when you look at, just as a, as a trade union, I mean, you're looking at across a lot of your own entities where there are restructuring exercises that are underway. I mean, we spoke to the CEO at the post office, uh, you know, yesterday. And uh, she raises the same issues, you know, saying that uh, if she looks at her headcount, I mean, we even did a comparison of, uh, you know, uh, when they'd been profitable around 2006-7. The expenses have been flat, but it seems the revenue has tanked and has even gone backwards. Um, And uh, they are saying, well, you know, absent of any restructuring exercise, this thing will not be able to operate. Um, And then you compare that to what's happening at Telcom, what has... uh, you know, subsequently, or, or what happened, I guess, over the last 18 months or so here at the SABC. Just your thoughts, um, insofar as, I guess, the restructuring exercises that are underway in the places within which you organize across the different sectors. A, a very uneducated argument coming from post office. Um, 
That one is, is a worst case scenario. Production line is workers themselves mm. because post office services rely on delivery, relies on the network. Now, once you, you retrench or you cut the network, you lose the revenue. So let's start here, Ayobong. Post office started by cutting off post office retail uh, and, and offices and depots everywhere else. Mm. By so doing, it started to cut its production line. And uh, therefore, the revenue drops. But on the other end, you still have the same bills, you still have the same workers. So it will appear as if there is a, a ballooning of your, your, your salary. Mm. But in actual sense is that you yourself are cutting the production line instead of expanding in the production line. What should have happened in the post office, basically, one of the things that needed to happen is to upskill workers so that the technology intervention that is coming along is actually space for post office to thrive. Amongst others, the issues of the online buying, which requires the courier services. One of the legislation says zero to, to one kg is exclusive to post office. Mm. It failed to, to utilize that space. I mean, Uber Eats have entered that space so nicely. Uh, no competition. In fact, that's a space of post office to talk amongst other things. Even to say, well, we have to accept that there's now private sector in that space. Let us be the one issuing a license. They are failing to do so. Telephone, uh, cell phones uh, companies are actually reading uh, cell phones. They, they will ask you your address and do the recap. Uh, who's the owner of that platform? It's post office that is not generating any, any revenue from out of it. The, the Google, on the emails and all of that thing, is making massive money. Who's the owner of that platform? Post office is not uh, expanding on that. You go to America, part of the IEC, the American election process, goes via post office because of the advancement of the technology in that space. So post office, unfortunately, uh, it felt all the time on wrong hands. But we have to question, is it a deliberate act to find post office completely closed at the end of the day so that those who are in the private sector can expand further and utilize that space? It, it is no miracle that... Um, when we talk of post office, many people are raising their hand to say, we want to buy it. If there was no business prospect, no one will want to buy post office. Mm. But because the, the prospects are greater, everyone is raising their hand to say, give it to me. Uh, I'll turn things around. Because there are opportunities. It's unfortunate that uh, our government seems not to realize that. Mm. Yeah, and I guess, uh, no, Pala, we'll have to leave it there. But uh, maybe just hold the line there for me for a second. I've got one voice note here. So uh, let's take a listen to that and just get your thoughts. Thank you. No, Pala? Yeah, mosquito there, uh, out in Mlaz. <laughs> your thoughts? <laughs> well, uh, the, the actions by these two uh, state-owned companies contradict their sonar statement by the president. The president says our economy is much better now. Uh, our economy will d- make sure that it's inclusive. Mm. will bring everyone along. He says workers will be part and parcel of that. Guess what? The following day, the SOE says 6,000 is going. Uh, the next day, the, another SOE says over 2,000 workers are going. So it's a sharp contradiction, and they, it's a call. It's either it's an undermining 
of, of, of the ruling party, or it's just a smokescreen. There's no such thing as uh, trying to fight unemployment. Uh, it's just a statement that has been made. So the, the concern by uh, Mosquito Day in Plus, it's a, it's a serious concern. And I think that um, the, 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 the ANC-led government, the president, must swiftly move uh, to the Minister of, of Communication, to the Minister the, the Treasury, so that at least we swiftly intervene in this area, because it's a directly undermining of the state and its uh, a position in terms of creating of, of, of jobs. So we, we need to raise the flag. But more so, if all fails, CW must uh, make sure that we mobilize the community because this impact it does not only talk to workers, but uh, it talks to generally the communities and workers.